everybody. This is Dr. Christina Meekum here speaking today with uh, Julia Sotis, who's one of the most brilliant, kind, vulnerable creators I've ever met. So I would like to ask her all about what she knows about money, because I've never met somebody who seemed to create money with such ease and on their own terms. So she is kind enough to have this conversation with me today. So who else wants to know what Julia knows about money? <laughs> me, me, I do, I do. Oh, it's even more exciting if Julia wants to know what Julia knows about money, because I suspect that you do not know how incredible you are with money and creating it. Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, this is just, it's like sort of one of those places where it's something that has been really easy for me when I let it be. And when I don't, it's like crazy. But when I do, it's like this magical, like it has this energy about it that it's like the, the magical fairy forest, like, like mixed with like the intense potency of the, the earth in the world. And like, that is what receiving money and creating money has been for me. And I think that we all have this available. It's just most of us were so abused in this area and made so wrong by our parents and our family um, that we sort of gave up all of our ease. So I, I'm so grateful that the, the way that you have sort of poked me about this issue, Christina, and, and you've really actually really facilitated me with your interest and your curiosity and your acknowledgement of me. So thank you so much. And I'm so glad to have this conversation. And I hope that everybody out there listening, um, you know, can, I, I mean, it's my hope, which I might be a little bit crazy because most people <laughs> don't want to know, most people don't want to know the greatness that they could have in this area. But maybe even if we just pull people a little tiny bit we'll see what we can do because it is available to all of us it's not just me I just let it I let it happen I let it I let it be possible you know even just the way you said that you know the inviting people to if you choose money to be even like one percent easier totally as opposed to like a hundred percent which totally. is a little sexier I'm gonna say <laughs> so, um, you know it's something where you had spoken on the energy pool that you did for free a couple of years ago or maybe a year and a half ago that I forwarded to a million people and was actually just listening to again last night awesome. um just some of the I'm not going to say habits but some of the choices that you made about kind of how to set up your life so that you stayed in question about everything um especially about what you were creating and what you were choosing you had yeah. created not like rituals but like a what I call my miracle morning in the morning where I have certain things that just really light me up and get me excited about my day. You had certain things where you like destroyed and uncreated your business and things like that, that you did on a daily basis that really began to create for you with more ease. Yeah. You want to talk um, about that a little? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, and I'd love to hear more about what I said because I don't remember what <laughs> I said. I'd love to go over all those things, but I'll start with that first one. And then after that, um, we can talk about some of the I think other I could quote the whole thing. So like I've listened to so you could quote the whole thing. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that I do um, is I destroy and uncreate my relationship to my husband every day, and I destroy and uncreate my business and everything I know about business. Um, because when we 
when we are willing to destroy and create something, it's essentially letting go of everything that was so that the new, the greater, the fresh, the new possibilities can come in and be created. So destroying and uncreating your, your business and your relationships every single day, it, you know, makes them so much greater. And, you know, I get all of my, my tools from Gary Douglas, who's the founder of Access Consciousness. And I use the things that he's taught me to extrapolate and realize even more brilliance that I have that might even be different than what he has. Um, and, but, you know, one of the things that he does with his business, which is called Access Consciousness, he destroys and uncreates Access Consciousness every single day which allows it to be greater. And I saw watching him how much greater access consciousness, you know, this business became every single day as a result of his choice to destroy and uncreate it all. And I thought like, hot dog, if I'm not doing that, I'm crazy. So I just started doing it. And all you have to do is say, I destroy and uncreate my business and everything I know about business times a godzillion right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that's the access consciousness clearing statement that is, you know, applicable to all areas. And I use multiple times a day. There's days I use the access clearing statement 150 times in a day, and I'm not joking. And um, I love it. And it just creates so much for me. So I would say that would be the first tool that I, you know, that can get people to this place where creating money is ease is just destroying and creating your business and everything that you know about business every single day, every single day. And can I just add something to that? Sure. So I think for people that hear this the first time, like when I say that to people, sometimes they get like, oh, I don't want to destroy my business. So it's really showing them that it's destroying the reference points that you have for it and the projections and expectations and judgments that you have around it. Not like you're asking your business to destroy, but you don't have an attachment to how it is. It's really, because if you're attached to how something is or how it showed up before, it like limits everything. You know that you bring up a really good point because essentially you can't destroy and uncreate things that are great things that are beyond this reality things that are actually worth having in your life or things that are that are natural to you as a being that can never be destroyed so when you destroy and uncreate you're only destroying and uncreating what isn't working yeah so, I, I just thought we'd awesome. say that because i've said it to moms before and they go i can't destroy and uncreate my relationship with my child and i'm like how about you have all this gluck with them how about exactly. that? <laughs> or in a business where you're like, I've done this before and this worked. So then you're not asking, Hey, what would work now? Exactly. You know, what is required now to change? So exactly. And, and that's where we have to function. You know, we have to be on the creative edge and be spontaneous and be willing to get rid of anything that isn't working and bring in all kinds of new things and have all these different energies moving all the time. Because if there isn't that much movement, it's not worth creating. It's not fun. It's like for me, change and movement and different and new and outrageous are the only way I want to live. You know, I I don't want 
things to stay the same. I want them to be constantly changing and getting greater. And that's a very unusual point of view in this reality. It's mine too. <laughs> it is yours too. That says you're either green and growing or ripe and rotten. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so that's, you know, that's amazing. Cause even when you said that again today, it reminded me to do that with my business because I have an established business and it's had a certain level of success. But as I look at the next thing I'd like to create, it's like looking back at reference points or anything that's the past isn't going to get me where I want to go. No, it's not. So that's such a good point too, because that's the thing that we look at to create is, is what things have been at the past at what has worked at the places we've been successful. And we try to replicate that to create future success. And that doesn't work either. Only through asking questions, looking at, constantly new and fresh ways can we truly create and it's way more fun <laughs> way more fun way more fun people people who are truly creative get bored if they have to repeat themselves um yes i'm trying not to repeat myself um so <laughs> so and, and you know you did energy pulls for a while and you know, I think when we, can we talk a little bit about one of the things that you said on one of the, on the energy poll? Yeah, please. So you may not remember, but you said something like about how much you love access and it's, it's just so palpable how much you love access consciousness and the, and the joy and the freedom and what it's created for your life. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I just want to do access consciousness all day, every day. It's like the most fun ever. And that energy of that much joy and that creation really drew a lot of people to choose to do it with you. I suspect, right. you know, because because your point, your point of view is just like, whoa, this is fun. Like, let's play, you know? Right. Totally. And, and you said um, something like the first time Gary said to you do energy pulls, I think you were just like, oh, why don't I just invite other people to do them with me? And then I think it was like 300 people signed up and they all paid $200. And so you created $60,000 in a month from your home on your computer. I did. Yeah. And so, I had to work 15 minutes a day. <laughs> and here's the thing is like that blew my world wide open. I have a bricks and mortar business where I care for people all day and we make insurance calls and, you know, we have telephones and all the things, computers like in a, in a place with rent and like walls. And so knowing that someone could do something they love like that. And I love access consciousness as much as you or about the same. I think we're both like, Wee, let's have fun. And I love my other business too. It just requires all this stuff. You know, and to know that someone could create money with that much ease and that much joy was like a miracle for me to just know that someone could do that. Totally. So I don't know what my question is about that, but it is interesting how we can create like just with like, oh, this sounds like fun, boom, creation. And then we yeah. can actually try to create something, I'll put in quotes, try. And then it, it's like pushing a rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, can you talk a little bit about even when you know you're in that creative process? Like yeah. how to keep that, and it's probably just actually the joy, but I just well, it's the joy, but you know, I'm going to, one of the things that keeps us from that is the, the projections and expectations of others. Um, because you can't have that kind of joy and enthusiasm if you are living for others. Ooh. Whoa. Um, <laughs> And so for me, I, you know, having that joy and that enthusiasm is when I'm 
creating for me. And I mean this sort of two ways. The first way is when other people feel less, they want to make sure that they bring you down. And most of us are like, okay, I'll go down with them. I don't want to feel more. I don't want to make them feel bad. I'm just not going to be all of me because it intimidates them and makes them upset. So that's what, that's number one. The other thing is when you're creating, you have to create something that if nobody signed up, if nobody showed up, if you didn't get paid to do it, if it wasn't a hit with anybody else, it was still a total hit and a smashing success to you because you're so thrilled with what you've created. Like, for example, I I make videos sometimes and I've made a few comedy videos um, where, you know, I've spent, I mean, one took me three days. It took me three days to film this video and and all all these costumes and all these sets and all these props and all these things. And I did it with my mom um, at my farm in Canada. And my mom is a total creative. And so we had a lot of fun making it. And I, I watched, uh, so we, we put together the video. I learned how to use an, a video editing program. I cut together this video. It was actually at times like incredibly hard work and I wanted to give up because I didn't know how to cut a video. Um, but I taught myself and I did it. And that video was to me like the funniest thing that I have ever done and every single person on the face of the planet could have told me that that was a terrible video and that it wasn't funny and I would be like screw you that's the funniest thing that I have ever seen and I probably have watched that video a hundred times because it makes me so happy and I just think it is so ridiculous and so slapstick and so witty that I don't care what anybody thinks about it And so, um, when you're creating something, when you have a business or when it comes to money, what you create needs to be something that is amazing to you in its own right, whether anybody else gets it or not. You know, that's beautiful. And I was thinking what you're, you're kind of speaking to the energy of the joy of creating. Yeah. And it's like the most fun ever. Seriously. Yeah. And Um, and most of us won't let ourselves have that because we decide that if we have that and we're that outrageous, nobody's going to get it and nobody's going to pay us for it and nobody's going to want to be around us. Maybe we should destroy it and create that. (laughs) (laughs) So everything that is, can everybody out there, all of you who are listening in, destroy and uncreate it all. Times a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine pod and pock shorts, boys and beyond. You know, you also said something super beautiful and brilliant um, about kind of the energy. Are you willing to be the invitation of intimidation? Yeah, you have to be. I mean, you have to be intimidating to be successful in this world. You can't do it from a place of less. And when you're willing to be more, you're not, people don't, people who are truly willing to be more are not doing it because they want to be better or because they want to be intimidating. It's because they're choosing something that's more fun and more brilliant and more joyful than the people around them. And that's naturally, that becomes intimidating. It's and funny. So I'm wondering if you're naturally going to be intimidating. It's just the reality of it. Sorry, go I, ahead. I apologize. Um, so I was thinking about the intimidation thing and it was probably just people are 
perhaps misidentifying and misapplying intimidation as like, oh, I can have that. Uh, you want? Uh, can you say more? I don't know if I know what you mean. You know how uh, fear is sometimes when someone's actually excited, but they'll misidentify yeah. it as fear. I was wondering if intimidation is really like, oh, maybe I can choose that. <laughs> so it is. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, maybe they're actually looking and going, oh, I can do that. Because intimidation seems different to me than when something's like heavy, when someone's making themselves wrong. Right. Intimidation seems like, ooh, they're intimidating. Ooh. Right. There's still a kind of a, you're a gigantic invitation to me. I'll start crying. Like that's how much of an, in, an invitation you are to me about more possibility. And I mean, you may forget that sometimes, but I never do. Wow. So, Thanks, because Christina. It blew my mind. It blew my world apart. I had so many points of view that, like the hard work crap, that you had to work hard for your money. And, and there was an element of where even if I was having fun at work, I would sort of tense up my body and brace myself and make it stressful energetically sometimes because it was almost not even possible that I could have that much fun and people would pay me for it. Right. I had to make it a little less fun in order to receive money for it, I think. Right. So. Cool. I think we're such a living, it's palpable. There's a level of vulnerability that you be. Wow. That is inspiring to me. Um, cool. You just tell the stories of whatever's happening in your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for the acknowledgement. You know, I don't know if you'd like to talk about this, but, you know, when you are a certain level of success in any area, other people may judge themselves and or you about it. Yeah, that's something you want to talk about, but it is, you know, what you might have to be willing to receive in order to create that much change on the planet or that yeah. much. Well, and it is. And I mean, it's like, it's not that people don't have the, the means by which to create or the, the ability or the talent or the, the inspiration. It, it, it's never, you know, a lack of that. It's just the unwillingness to be different, to be greater and to be okay with that. It's like our desire to be like everybody else is so strong that we'll kill ourselves in favor of being like everybody else. And, and I mean, I've had to, to really look at that. And I actually, you know, you were talking about, you know, these, these times where I've been able to create a lot of money and have a lot of ease and that's just sort of natural for me and last year when I created you know I had a very good year and I was very vocal about it and I spoke about it and I let people know that I had a lot of fun and I made a lot of money and and what happened was um, there were a lot of people who really didn't like the fact that it could be like this because it invalidated the hard work um, that they've been doing their whole lives. And for somebody as young as me to do so well financially with almost with little to no effort was very, very frustrating for, for a lot of people. And I had a lot of backlash. I actually got um, um, a very nasty email from somebody about how I'm all about the money and I used to be an awesome person and now all I do is talk about money. And like that was not at all what I was saying to people. I was being like, I can do it. You can do it too. And when people weren't willing to have that, it was, you know, there was a lot of, of 
backlash and not just like people saying it or emailing or things like that. It was more like just, you know, the energy that was coming at me and the energy that comes at you affects you even more than the words do. And so like, this is why movie stars have a lot of trouble and get addicted to drugs and stuff is because the level of projection that's coming at them is greater than anybody else because billions of people are watching them where only like a thousand maybe or like a few hundred people are watching or are involved with the average person. So it's that projection. uh, Gary Douglas calls it projections designed to destroy. So it's the projection designed to destroy that people don't even know that they have that malice or that malevolence coming at at you. Um, they don't even know that they're doing it or what it's creating. And a lot of times you don't even know when it's coming at you or what it's creating. But there's this unconscious thing going back and forth that's stopping you. And so if you can actually become aware of that and destroy and uncreate all of the projections designed to destroy then you can really move beyond a lot of these things where you can't quite have the success, but you don't know why. Huge amount of it is projection designed to destroy. You know, it's an interesting thing. You know, we talk about um, the willingness to receive everything in order to actually, um, because if you're not receiving it, you're resisting and reacting and defending and how it changes us. And so I was thinking, I think about receiving judgment because you have to be willing to receive it and not buy into it or believe it's true, but just so you can become aware of it and go, Oh, that's that energy. Cool. Right. Not mine. Not going to limit me. Right. So I, weirdly, I know projections are a version of judgment, uh, or at least I think they are, but I never actually thought about receiving projections. Um, just really being able to have an awareness about receiving other people's projections in the same fashion as I do with judgment because I just lightened up instantly when you said something and I was like, Oh, I can receive their projections. Cause you know, it just shows us where people are functioning from if we can receive it and it doesn't limit us then. Right. So it's that resistance to receiving anybody's um, shenanigans that uh, we sort of can muffle ourselves or stop creating unconsciously without even realizing initially we're like, wait, what am I doing? I'm slowing everything down. Like what's required. Exactly. And that was something that, I had going on is I bought all this projection and I slowed myself down almost to like a stop Mm -hmm. Um, because I'd never had that much energy coming at me before. You know, I hadn't experienced that much projection designed to destroy before. And, and so I like didn't know what to do with it, but it was almost like I, I couldn't think straight. I would get really sleepy. I would just want to watch Netflix all day. It was like, and I was like, what's going on? And I was, I was kind of like quite miserable because when you're a creative person and you, you know, that creation, you choose not to create, you choose to let these things be bigger than you. Like creation is like blood to a vampire. Like it's really, really hard for a humanoid or creative person to not create. So it's synonymous with death almost. (laughs) Like it was like painful, painful, painful stuff. And it took me a while to realize what was going on. But I, I had a facilitation about it. And Gary Douglas, you know, said, you know, you, you, there are so many people who project at you. She shouldn't have that. And that's coming at you constantly. She shouldn't have that. She shouldn't have that. 
and you pick that up and you buy it and you go, oh, I shouldn't have it. Okay, I'm going to shut it down. And we don't even cognitively know this, but we're aware of it. Um, can you speak just because I know we're, we're coming to a close here. Can you speak a little bit to, um, I know it's not necessarily just out creating whatever that is, but really that willingness to be you and the joy of creating that you are around other people's projections and really willing to invite all of us to the ease with money and the, and the no effort with money that you've, you've had by following what's light for you by following what creates joy and brings you joy. Yeah. Um, what, which part of it did you want me to speak on? Just like following the joy? Um, whatever's light for you. You can just well, play with it. <laughs> I like sort of like, I started going really into what you were saying and then I stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice energy, right? Yeah, it was. I really kind of went like, you know, when they have movies and they're like, like the person starts daydreaming and they go off to like, Honolulu and like the the ladies in the Mexican skirts are there and like the Hawaiian music is playing and like the sun is like shining that's where I went <laughs> really it's the willingness to, to be the demand to be you no matter what yeah I mean that's something that I don't even I don't even know if that's teachable <laughs> I mean you just have to have it you just have to go you really just have to go, no matter what it takes, I'm having this. Like, I have this lifetime. I'm living. I'm breathing. I'm here. If I'm not going to live all of it, if I'm not going to be everything I am, if I'm not going to create everything I'm capable of, like, why am I here? And, and I used to say to my mom, and this is very controversial, so plug your ears if you are not a controversial person. But um, I used to say to my mom, because she used to talk about like our forefathers and like how hard they worked and we were Ukrainians and they had to break the land and life was so hard. And I would say to my mom, well, mom, if life was that hard and they knew it wasn't going to get better, like why didn't they just kill themselves? (laughs) (laughs) And like that was totally not the message that she was trying to get across. She was like, Julia, she gets so upset, but it was like, and I still have that point of view as an adult. Like if I'm not going to like be here to create the greatest that I can and have the best that I can and be everything that I can be like, I don't want to be here. I would just kill myself. And, and I don't think that's a wrongness. I think that's a greatness. It's like, I'm all in or I'm all out and that's it. And so it's, it's not for everybody. But and I don't know if it's something that can be taught. But if you have a, like a voracious, voracious—is it voracious or voracious? Voracious. Voracious. <laughs> if you have a voracious appetite for for creation and greatness and possibility, I mean, you just have to step up your demand, and 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 you know, the universe will support you if you are willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen, and you're willing to leave the past behind. Mm. That's just beautiful, Julia. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for um, having this conversation with me because I'm so grateful for you and you have such a generosity of spirit and can see things in people um, that other people maybe don't. And so I'm grateful to be able to share this and, and um, let other people know that, you know, 
it's not arrogant. It's not, it's not mean to, to be great, to be all of you. It's, it's what the world requires. If anything, it's mean to not be you, to it you. It is. It's, to so mean. it's so mean. It's so mean. Like any one of us limits ourselves. I don't know. I love hanging around people that don't limit themselves. They inspire me on a daily basis. Exactly. I would like it if, I would like it if we all supported each other in that. I just, you know, a lot of people don't do that. So it's okay. We can just invite them. It's going to be, <laughs> be the most fun ever to invite people to possibilities. So. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Anyway, it was such a pleasure. Thank you for letting me ask you questions and know what you know about things that I think you're brilliant at. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, for uh, hosting this conversation. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. I mean, I'll see you Friday. <laughs> see you Friday. All right. Bye, everybody. Oh, and if you don't know anybody, you can still maybe join Julia Sotis's Daily Ask. Oh, um, yeah. I have really. a daily, a daily uh, short 15-minute call every day for 30 days called The Daily Ask, where we get together and um, do the destroying and uncreating of the relationships. We use the mantra of access consciousness and we ask 10 questions every day to create the future that we're looking for. Um, it's, it is, and you can go to my website, juliasotis.com to find it. And we're having a class where I'm hosting Julia Sotis in um, February, right around Valentine's day, the 15th. So you can have your Valentine with money. It's a class about um, really what, what kind of relationship you'd like to create with money. Awesome. Yes, so. I can't wait. San Francisco is like my favorite place and talking about money is like my favorite thing and I just can't wait to put the two together and I have to remember to get tickets to Alcatraz. I want to go to Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, yes, super fun. And you know, really, the thing you know about is fun with money and fun creating money. So for people that want fun, <laughs> come play. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, Christina, and thanks for everybody listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.